Welcome to this episode of Sometimes I Talk to Myself. Hey, (laughs) how are you guys doing? I hope you are doing well. I just put a little spoonful of um, pralines and cream ice cream in my mouth and then try to hit record and there you go. So hopefully my ice cream does not melt, but that gives you a clue to how long this podcast will probably be. It's not going to be long, (laughs) but it's not going to be not long because I have ice cream because I can go throw that in the freezer. But um, I think I just wanted to talk real quick about this thing that came up and then, um, yeah, then be done. Um, My my current situation, I'm in Jacksonville at my cousin's house. Uh, We are, you know, we just kind of came together as a family to weather the storm You guys know like Dorian is supposed to be threatening the hurricane. uh, Dorian is threatening to, you know, come. And so we just decided to get together. So I drove out here from Orlando to see her. It was about an hour, maybe hour and 40 minutes. And um, it was a good drive really quick. And yeah, I'm here and enjoying myself. Yesterday, I watched probably more TV than I've watched ever. (laughs) but no for real like we didn't have anything else to do it was just raining nobody had work or school so um we just hung out and we we watched the avengers in game we watched uh, captain marvel we just kind of you know went through the marvel universe and then put on any other type of movie or fun thing we thought we could you know watch to be entertained so Today, uh, my cousin went off to work and, you know, it was good. It was refreshing to get in my word and just kind of like hang out with the Lord for a bit. Um, Yeah, so that brings me to our topic for today. Today's topic is called conditions. It's called conditions. Okay, so this, this thing came to me for two reasons. First of all, I listened to this message by Michael Todd. It's on YouTube if you want to go check it out. He's doing a series right now called Crazy Faith. And the first the first um message in the series was powerful. It really blessed me. Um he was talking about how he just got his, you know, so many millions of dollars church. Uh and just it was crazy. It was good. I loved it. You'll love it. So he gets to this fourth message, and I haven't listened to all the other ones. I for sure listened to one, maybe started two, and then uh, I skipped three and went to four. So I did do four today, part four of Crazy Faith, and it was it was good. But something towards the end, I, something hit me, and I said, wow, that's very interesting. So let's go for it. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. Thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord, for um, just just use me however you want to use me and block anything that I shouldn't say. And also, Lord, you are the authority. I'm not. (laughs) I'm just your daughter. And I'm just talking about, yeah, just talking about things I observe in your word. Um, But you are the authority. So I love you so much. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, okay, so we're talking about conditions. 
Conditions could be, when I say conditions, you might possibly think, okay, what are the terms and conditions? Um, You could think, what are the conditions of the environment that I'm in? Well, for conditions, we, we th- that word, we're going to actually kind of go with both. Starting out, though, we're going to go with an environmental condition. So the message that brought this whole thing, like made it, made me make it into a podcast is um, he was talking about Peter walking on water. So if you want to get your Bible, you can. If not, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22. And it says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. (laughs) Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Hey, so he, he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hands, his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Okay. (laughs) Then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. All right. Okay. So conditions. So Michael Todd was preaching this message. You definitely should go listen if you can. And talking about Peter and something really stood out to me. So we all, okay. So recently, I guess in the last few, few years, the revelation of Jesus saying, come wasn't Peter come. It was everyone come, right? It could be anybody, right? So that was something that just, you know, kind of come up because I had, Excuse me, I had never heard that preached before, um, except for in the last few years. Preachers are, you know, ga- grabbing hold to that. And so what what really got me was, because I, I, I got that, and I always compliment and commend Peter for at least trying. You know, I, I said I always want to be that person that if if even if I think God said it, you know, I'm going to at least try to step out and do it. So, but here's, here's the thing that really got me about this whole thing. I believe that here, here's, here's, here's what the Lord showed me. Okay. Let me just say it. And then I'll try to explain it later. Cause when I try to explain it, y'all know, if you've been listening to me for any length of time, you know, I get jumbled up <laughs> because I get too excited and overwhelmed and wanting to get the point out. But when Jesus said, come, Peter came down out of the boat and started to walk on the water to Jesus, right? Everybody says the disciples, they could have came too. 
But can I tell you, I don't think that they didn't come because they knew they or or felt like they couldn't come or they may. I don't think that they didn't come because they thought that Jesus was only talking to Peter. I believe that they didn't come because of the conditions. If you if you remember, if you look back to verse 22 of Matthew 14, it says the boat was in the middle of the wall of the sea, tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary. So you have this windy, you know, wavy type of situation. And the disciples see, see a figure on the water. And Jesus said, after they cried out in fear, it said immediately, he said, be of good cheer, guys, it's me. He didn't like people paint this picture as if Jesus is walking on the water and he's stoic and he's just looking and he's just like, come. But we missed that part. Verse 27 says, be of good cheer. It is I like literally <laughs> he said, do not be afraid. Literally, it's like Jesus. It's, he's not this stoic floating figure. He is. He said, guys, wait, 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 don't don't freak out. It's me. It's me. Right. Peter said, well, if it's you command me to come. Right. So he comes. I think that the disciples, let me let me paint a different picture for you. OK, they said they're in the fourth watch. Don't get me to lying and telling you that I know the hours of the four. I don't know. It starts at what I, I don't remember. But I'm going to say this. Had it been noon and the sun was shining and the water was still and the wind smelled like sweet sunshine. I mean, it's just, have you ever been in a sweet smelling summer or, 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 or spring where the air actually smells good and the wind is blowing and everybody's hair is, is, is flying in the wind and, and, you know, and it's just a beautiful sunny day, not too hot, not too cold. Perfect. Right. And they see a man out there on the water and they don't have their spectacles, so they can't tell who it is. But then Jesus, Jesus is like, it's me guys. And Peter, of course, being the leader, says, Jesus, that's you, bro. Okay, if it's you, then you tell me to come. And Jesus says, come. Let me tell you what that picture would actually have looked like. I think, personally, that in that type of those conditions, the disciples would have said, bid me too. Bid me too, Lord. Bid me too. Even if they had seen Peter get out of the boat. And try it first. And as soon as his foot stepped on solid ground or solid water or whatever, I think they would have said, bid me too. Lord, me too, me too. Right? That boat would have been rocking with the anticipation of those men wanting to, to come too. And then if you guys have seen that movie, um, The Shack, and where, I don't know if you've seen it, it's so powerful. Oh man, I cried like a baby because I'm always crying. But, <laughs> but. The shack in the shack, there was a figure that, you know, represented Jesus and the man who had lost his daughter. And the guy was like drowning under the weight of his own thoughts and issues and whatnot. And when Jesus pulled him up and out, they ran on the water and they skipped and they played and they had a race. You know what I'm saying? On the water. It was so fire, y'all. I'm like, this is I could totally see that. Like, this is our God. And I guarantee you, like, if the if the conditions had been favorable, those men would have all been out of the boat. 
I don't think that they didn't get out because Jesus said, come, and it was just for Peter. And I don't think that they didn't get out because they didn't think it was Jesus or whatever. I think they didn't get out because the conditions were not favorable. But the thing is, here's the thing, guys. Even if the conditions are favorable, God wants to see, can you come whether they're favorable or not favorable. And so sometimes we go through stuff and we're like, God, why would you do that? Why would you allow this to happen to me? Why is this happening to me? What what did I do to deserve this? I know for me personally, I want to be totally uh, transparent and honest. I went through recently a phase of like, did I do something wrong? Because this is like, I'm getting a whooping. Like, I feel like I'm getting my tail beat. <laughs> you know, like recently, like recently. So, but... You know, I've since come out of that. The fa- the conditions, God told me, he said, I want you to come. When he told me to move to Florida, he said, come. And can I tell you that all of my saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost friends, some of them, some of my friends, mentors that are like much older that, you know, give me these amazing prophecies and everything. When I came and the stuff that I've actually gone through living here in Florida, they're like, I don't know, sis, like you might have missed him. No, are you reading your word, though? He never promised that the conditions will be favorable, but he said, I'll be with you. And so I wanted to talk to you guys today just briefly, because I feel like as a church, as a body of believers, that we get caught up with things looking a certain way and that if it doesn't look a certain way, then that means that God is not with this person or God is he's left him or that his presence is no longer y'all come on. Sometimes he says, I'm calling you out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. My God. Wow. You hear me? So I want you to know that just because the conditions don't look favorable doesn't mean that one, God is mad at you or that two, you've done something wrong and that you're being punished. Um, Sometimes he's saying, I want you to learn absolute trust in me, regardless of what it looks like around you, so that when I say go, you'll go. When I say stay, you'll stay. I went through a phase with my daughter when she was like three and two or three. And she was so all over the place and disobedient. And I was just like, little girl, if, if I'm walking out of a house with you by my side, and I decided I have to lock the door or something and I can't hold your hand, you need to know that you got to stand next to me. Because if you run out to that street, then I'll lose the very thing that's most precious to me, right? So so she she did it. She did it a couple times. She would either throw a fit. I want you to pick me up, mommy. And she'd fall out and embarrass me or she'd take off running somewhere. So, man, I, t- I took her through boot camp. No lie. I said her not. Y'all might judge me. Y'all can't retrograde, retroactively um, call the popos and have them come arrest me because she's still alive. But... I sat with her in that living room with my belt and I said, sit down. And she, she took her time and she whined. I popped her. <laughs> I popped her right on that little cute little thigh. I said, sit down. She sat down. I said, get up. I said, get up. <laughs> Pop. Popped her with the belt. She got up. It took me 
all of like five minutes, giving her different commands. Now come stand next to me here. Now I walk over to the door. I can now come walk over here, stand next to me here. Now don't move. And then I would go do something else and come right back. And I said, now come over here and stand here. And she would move because I had a, I only had a pop her probably like three or four times before she understood that a command needs to be obeyed in the moment that it's given. And it wasn't because I was mad at her. It was because I loved her. It was because one day, this is, this is really, let me tell you guys, this is exactly like this happened right before I had to take her through training. There was this, um, this, and these apartments we lived in, there was this maintenance guy and something about him was not right to me. Like his look, the look in his eyes, something just did not sit right in my spirit about this guy. So anything that went wrong in my apartment, I never called the front because I never wanted him to know where I lived. Like he could, that wasn't, he could never, you know, maintenance people have limited access on what, you know, where you are and all that stuff, unless they see you go into your apartment or unless the, um, the actual leaser, like the people that work in the leasing office, give them your information. They can't just go in my file and say, well, who's this girl? So he didn't know anything about me, but he was just weird, weird looking guy. So I'm coming home from the store and I see him across the pool, like over, you know, he's a little bit out, but he's coming our way. And I said, oh my God, we need to hurry up because I don't, I'm a single woman with this little girl and he freaks me out. So let me hurry up and get her upstairs. But we had groceries. And so she was carrying the paper plates in one little plastic bag. And then I had like two arms full of stuff because I didn't like to make two trips. Okay. That's another story for another time. So, so I'm going up the stairs. She's going up ahead of me. Of course, you know, I don't want her walking behind me. So she's, I say, okay, gee, hurry up, hurry up, baby. I mean, just whine it for whatever reason. I don't know. I said, get up the stairs. Mommy, I mean, she's just going in. So I had to grab her by the wrist and drag, literally like pick her up with all of these heavy groceries on both arms throw the, put the key in the door, unlock it, throw her in, throw myself in. It was wild. And then that's when I I started training because I said, I realized now this will get us killed. It's going to get somebody killed (laughs) if she doesn't learn to obey when I say it. And if I don't like, I can't be lenient because I love her and she's adorable. I have to train her. So I trained her and I said, I don't care what it looks like what it sounds like. When I say jump, you say how high. (laughs) And so my sister, it got to a point where, you know, I did that training that one time and then we went out a few times and I had to kind of watch her to maintain the training. So watching her, meaning I would just give her a random, Hey G come here. Yes, ma'am. You know, I taught her to say yes, ma'am and everything. And she comes stand next to me. Trust me, y'all. She was not an abused child, but she had to learn because if she had to take off running and got hit by a car, then I would have wished I had done that. You know what I'm saying? Or if she had a took off running and somebody snatched her and I couldn't find her anymore, I would have wished I had trained her. So people used to, oh man, for at least a year, they'd be like, girl, what did you do? How did you get her? Everybody else's three-year-olds is running around like they crazy. But mine, she was able to have fun, but she looked at me like, is this cool, mama? I'm like, go ahead, baby. Have a good time. You know, like I had to train her. So I just, I just got way off. But I wanted to explain that because many times we feel like God is like mad at us or he's punishing us. And I just come to the realization myself that, 
he's not mad. You know, and I'm thinking like, God, I love you. Like, I don't know what, man, y'all, it's so much. (laughs) All I know is I know that he's not upset. And so if you've been in conditions like I've been in the last year or so, uh, where you feel like things are just not looking favorable, and you, you're even afraid to step out because of the conditions. You know, I just want to just declare to you right now, step out. You know, like if if Jesus says, come, just do it. Don't worry about what it looks like because you don't want it to be a situation where he says, come. And then you say, well, Lord, the conditions aren't favorable, so I'm not going to come. And then the conditions become favorable, but you've missed your window. Do y'all, have y'all ever had that happen where you're like, Man, I wish I had just jumped. <laughs> kind of like the guy who they said Walt Disney like offered this guy, you know, a piece of the empire, but he hadn't had it. He didn't have anything yet. And the guy was like, "Oh, that's crazy. That's not it's never going to take off." And it ended up taking off, of course. You know, and it's almost like you can't jump in now. The boat has already it's already way out there. There's no way. You know, <laughs> you've missed an opportunity. And so, I just want to encourage somebody today that's listening. You know, God may be telling you to come out and the conditions may not look favorable, but they they're, they're going to become favorable as you go. So just step out. And imagine, imagine how Peter, what would have happened if Peter hadn't have doubted in the midst of stepping out, you know? I mean, and Jesus still grabbed him up. I don't think it was wrong for him to sink. He sank like many of us probably would have if we were among the second men walking on water, you know, amongst that that early group of people that, you know, that got to walk on water. Man, what, what a blessing, what an honor. So I said I was going to be short. This is 21 minutes so far. but I'm done. I actually am done, but I just wanted to encourage you guys today that, excuse me, don't wait on the, the perfect conditions to come out on the water. Just, just come, just come. And Jesus said, even though it might be windy and wavy out here, they, they were being tossed by the waters. Even though it may look a little crazy, he said, be of good cheer. It is I. It is me, Jesus. (laughs) Do not be afraid. So, Father, I thank you for this this podcast. Thank you for this word. Lord, I thank you that, um, that you're bidding us to come and that it's okay. And to those that are in choppy waters, waters that are causing them to be tossed everywhere, kind of like how I feel right now in this season. But, Lord, we steady come. We steady you know, walk towards you and we walk towards your promise and what you're saying, God. And, you know, and we do it because of who you are and not what you can do for us, but because of who you are. So, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you that my ice cream is not all melted and <laughs> bless every person that's listening. And um, yeah, in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So I love you guys. I will be coming with a new episode here soon, probably in like a week. Um, I'm just kind of everywhere right now, but, um, in Jacksonville for now. And then tomorrow I'll be heading back to Orlando and living my whole life like it's golden. But anyway, love you guys and talk to you soon. Bye. Hey guys, one more thing that I failed to mention. This is a whole different day, but I went back over my podcast and I was just about to publish it when, um, you know, I just said, let me add this to the end. Two, two things. One, 
Um, I never did tell you guys the second part of the conditions. It was the terms and conditions. And I just wanted to encourage you not to give God um, terms and conditions for you coming out or you stepping out. Don't, don't tell him, like, I'll do it if this. Because um, obedience is obedience is obedience. And my daughter could have, she couldn't have tried to give me her conditions and her terms for why uh, she would obey me. She just had to do it. Or, or not. And if she didn't, then there would, be, there would be consequences to it, you know. And a lot of times the consequences are not like some type of beating, but it could be that you just missed the, the blessing that he has on the other side of, you know, of your obedience. Um, so, so that was the first thing I said. I was going to tell you two things that I realized I got caught up in my little story. Um, so don't give God terms and conditions for, for why you, you will or won't obey or, hey, God, okay, well, I'll do it if. I remember he told me something, and um, he told me to step out, and he said he would show me once I stepped out. I'll, I'll show you what's next. And I said, Lord, honestly, I don't want to step out until I know where my feet are going to land, you know, <laughs> and even, I mean, you know, I actually did obey God and just do it, but I gave him conditions, and then later I realized, don't give him, don't give him no conditions, girl, just do it, you know, and so, yeah, and then the second thing, as I was re-listening to this episode, um, it was something really endearing and sweet that the Lord just, just, just whispered to me, he said that when you tell someone to go, that's sending them away from but when you say come, that means you're bringing them to yourself. There, You're calling them to you. And so if the Lord says come, he's calling you. That means he's going to be there. That means he's saying come to me. And so I just wanted to encourage some of you. The Lord is saying come, but that means that he's going to be there. And if he's saying go, I don't believe he's not going to be there. But I just feel like it's, it's even more so that God is saying, my arms are outstretched. They're waiting to receive you. Just come to me. Now, if he says go, he definitely will say go. That's not a sin or it's not bad, but you should take comfort if you're hearing the words come because he's saying I'm drawing you to myself. So, yeah, I bless you guys. I'm excited about this episode. I hope you enjoy it. I love you, and we'll talk soon. All right.